You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. It's a, it works. It works well for us. It, it, it does. Yeah, actually, I, I better turn off the vibration on on all my devices, or otherwise, it's going to be good vibrations. And uh, good, good, good vibrations. Thinking <laughs> up. Oh excitations. Oh. See, I do know some music. You, you, <laughs> you know some. I'll, I'll give you that much. And, and this is a, a great intro into episode 99 of the Geekiest Show ever. Kevin, how have you been this week? Ah, I've been good. I've been looking forward to my second Christmas in less than, what, three months. You, you know you know what's funny? You put out there on Twitter yesterday, uh, you know, about that you're so happy with having 8 to 12 inches and uh, I've never seen someone get so happy with only 8 to 12 inches. You know, there's a really bad joke there that I could make at your expense, and I'm not <laughs> going to do it. I'm just going to leave you alone. I'm not going, I'm not going, to, I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> oh, dear me. And we've already gone downhill. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of which, how is the weather? So it's it's snowing in in your neck of the woods, or uh, is it about it's, to snow? It's about to snow. We're predicted to get the biggest snowstorm we've had in a couple of years. Um, we're they're calling for depending on where you look at the forecast, twelve to twenty inches, which is what like thirty five to what, 55 or 58 centimeters, something so like good, that of snow. a couple of feet by the sound of it. Close to it, close mm-hmm. to it. Um, the only difference is this is going to be because it's late in the, very late in the winter, because um, winter ends in just a, about three weeks, or two and a half weeks, I guess, technically. It'll be a very wet and heavy snow. So uh, as opposed to the ones we had early back around Christmas and stuff, and I don't, of course, I think you don't, you're not familiar with snow. No. So, I mean, there's, there's some snow that's very powdery. I mean, literally almost like baby powder. Mm-hmm. It just, you walk by it and it blows. This won't be that way because of the warm weather that we've had. And the fact that it's not going to be real cold when the snow starts, this will be a snow that's just barely snow, I guess is one way to say it. it, it the moisture content is a lot higher in it so it it weighs like twice as much as a normal shovel full of snow would to throw it out of the way mm-hmm. but the good thing is being the snow fiend that i am i don't have to use a shovel for much i get out my snow blower i don't know have you ever seen I've a snow blower ne- i've seen them in action on youtube videos and stuff like that but i've never actually used one or seen one in real life because we just plainly don't get snow so it's, well, well, uh, it's interesting to to have sort of the other side. You, you know what? I, I look. I was close the other day because this last weekend we had nothing but rain, and we had actually, you know, had the front garden flooded, and then the new house. We haven't got a paved driveway yet. I haven't got around to that. So it's just grass and dirt, and it is a swamp at the moment. And our car's a mess, and we've dug it up, and ah, oh, just. It's absolutely horrendous. I needed buckets to sort of empty out the the ditches that the the tires uh, drove into the ground. So, well, yeah. the, the 
the nice thing, unlike a lawnmower, a snowblower is a much more rewarding experience, at least from my perspective. One, because my snowblower has, I think it has a bigger engine on it. Physically, it's bigger. I don't know if any horsepower is any bigger. Uh, it actually has a transmission on it that is um, one, two, three, five forward gears and two reverse gears. And you have the auger control which lets you start the thing. And it's it looks like a big grinder that's kind of semicircular, and it, it eats the snow, and then it throws it back into another thing that grinds it a second time and then shoots it up and out the chute. And so, of so, can, so it's kind of like a poop chute. Well, if your poop chute shoots out this much stuff, you've got some big problems. <laughs> so... Um, I, it it it's quite a it's quite a device. It's like I said, it, it goes forward. It's got five forward gears and two reverse gears, so uh, it's quite an enjoyable device to use. And it actually can even be started electrically. I don't have hmm. to pull start it if I don't want to. I can plug it into the house curtain, just hit the button. So when I got home from work this evening, I got my vehicle spaced apart so I could get the snowblower, and I got it out. And it's sitting there at the garage door, just going waiting to go out and do its thing. Oh dear. Well, you know what? I've got to actually do the lawn mowing this week sometime. So we might be, you might be doing the snow blowing at the same time as I'm doing the lawn mowing. So there you go. We'll both be using big power equipment. Indeed. <laughs> Hopefully not in substitute for something else. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Good, and good. slid a little further down the hill, listeners. Good Lord, where has my mind gone? Now, what do you actually do in, in snow conditions? And I can't remember if we've spoken about this before, but obviously, you know, you wake up in the morning, your driveway's snowed in, so you've got to dig yourself out of the house and out of the driveway to get to work, get, to, get the kids to school and all that kind of stuff. How do you actually monitor if you're going to work and, and the roads along the way, how do you monitor if the schools are open? I, I mean, is there just a bulletin that goes out on the radio? Is there like apps that you can get for your devices or is there a website you can go to? How, how do you find out all this information? Because out here, we really don't have a lot of that kind of stuff. I mean, our biggest thing that we have to do as a community is each summer worry about bushfires. So, of course, you've got, you know, they just publicise it absolutely everywhere wherever news media is they'll put out the the latest info so that's how we find it and uh you know i might be just a little bit naive there there might even be some apps or something that you can sort of track where the bushfires are and get hazard warnings and stuff like that but do you guys have anything more advanced than that or like that oh yeah we have a lot of that but first i have a question you can't see the smoke well yeah (laughs) (laughs) but So the problem is that you can see the smoke, you can smell the smoke, but depending on which way the wind's blowing, it can be 100 kilometers away. Oh, okay. So it may not not even affect you. Okay, just checking. Because seriously, we've had fires where there's been embers coming from the sky, but there's also been high winds. Now, that's, of course, an issue if you've got, you know, in your house, if you've got the gutter in and you haven't cleaned the leaves out and and so forth, which is something I I need to do. I need to go out there and and put my hand in the gutter and pull the leaves out. Despite being yucky and icky and I don't want to do it, it's spider kingdom in there. That's where they're breeding. I don't want to go in there, Kevin. 
then why don't you have one of those gutter cleaning robots? What? Haven't you seen now? No. Uh, uh, no, hold on, hold on. Now, I, I can send the stepson out up on the roof and, and get him to go and break a leg and get bitten by spiders. I mean, that's kind of robotic. I'll say, hey, you go do it. Boom. Uh, but I don't think that's what you're talking about, is it? No, no, no. There's, um, I'll have to look it up. But a few, a couple, three years ago, there was a company. It might have been the same ca- company that makes the uh, Roomba vacuum cleaners. Make a thing that go- goes in your guttering and cleans the leaves. It goes down your guttering and scoops everything out and rinses the guttering and stuff out as it goes if you hook a garden hose to it. That is cool. I need a link for that. I want to buy one of those. That is cool. See, what's wrong with you? You're falling down. That's minus a half geek point. I'm sorry. Oh, I try. They're not, They're not cheap. So, you know, if you just said, I can't afford one. Well, there you I'm go. I you probably go. can't afford one. The problem is, I got no idea what price they are, so I can't justify that claim. How much are they? I don't know, but no take backs. Oh. <laughs> My God, what, um, what are we gonna? What, Kevin? If if we if if we are this way on episode ninety nine, what the hell are we gonna be like on episode one hundred? Much the same. I feel sorry for the listeners, of which there's many. People listen to us. They enjoy the show. They even give us feedback. <laughs> of which somebody hasn't shared any of it with me yet. Oh, well, bullshit. You know what? I actually forgot the man who shall remain nameless again. I mean, by the time we get to it, we're going to have to, you know, like link it in somehow to what happened six months ago. Uh, although Mike McPeak. I want to know where the toilet humour has gone this week. Uh, or not oh, this week, I... but, but where it's gone. And if you go onto iTunes, because I'm not in my US account, but if you go on iTunes with Geeky Show, but there's a couple of new uh, feedbacks since we've taken over the show. Uh, and uh, some pretty nice feedback too. So I, I think the people who have uh, taken the time to leave us that feedback, it's uh, really awesome. So... Uh, and no one's given us one star yet. I thought someone at least would just give us one star, but, you know, I don't know if they I'm would, disappointed or pleased with that, Kevin. They wouldn't take my feedback, that's why. Ah, oh, great. I, tr- I tried, Wonderful. but I tried. Wonderful. Uh, so, but anyway, to, an- to answer your question, uh, we have all of the above. Um, there is, uh, and I literally, I don't know if the listeners heard my phone vibrating behind me. You saw me turn around and look. That would appear to have been the local school system calling to let us know that something's changed with the school schedule at this point. So um, not sure exactly what it would be, um, but there is uh, there is something probably ha- something probably has changed. I'm just not sure exactly what the uh, the other thing is. We get emails. Uh, we don't have any apps that I know of. You can go to the website. Uh, the school website, they send me, they will send you text messages for, you pay for the service, I forget what it is, like a dollar fifty a year or $2, and you can get text messages about school closings and delays. Because in, the, in my part of the country, we do have school closings and delays related to weather, and not just snow. I mean, uh, back last year, when uh, last fall, when Hurricane Sandy was moving up the east coast of the United States, uh, we had uh, a day off from school because 
they weren't sure if it was going to warble, I'll, I'll say that as a highly technical term, and come in close to the coast and, and affect us. So they were kind of erring on the side of caution. They didn't want the kids out in school and then have a lot of flooding and not be able to get the kids back home across creeks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So we have all that. As far as my work goes, um, the way I look at it is I, um, I'll get up in the morning. I'll look outside and see if there's snow. If there's snow, I'm probably not going to try it tomorrow because the bulk of the, it's supposed to snow starting tonight and go all through the day into, into tomorrow night. It's just continuous snow. And I'm not challenging the idiots out there. I mean, I've got a four-wheel drive vehicle, a fairly good-sized truck, and I can handle up to about two feet of snow uh, without a whole lot of problem in my truck. But the idiots that are out there on the road and the fact that they think they're indestructible in their four-wheel drives and don't drive like they got a half a lick of sense, I'm not going to fight it. But uh, there is, fortunately, with the place I work, there's a phone number I can call starting at 5.30 every morning to find out the status. That's cool. Tell me whether, yeah, whether we have work or whether there's liberal leave, meaning you can take leave without asking ahead for it or anything like that. So I'm fairly certain if I get up in the morning and I see snow anything more than an inch or two on the ground, I'll bag it because I can always telecommute if I have to. Mm-hmm. If they close the office and I don't even really have to telecommute, I might. I'll probably still get some work done, but it won't be too bad. So there's multiple ways to do it. See, the other challenge I face is I go from where I live. I have to cross the Blue Ridge Mountains. I live in between two two rows of mountains. I live in I live in what's called the Appalachian area, but um, I do have to cross over. So I go from the elevation of my of my house, which is like four or five hundred feet above sea level, maybe six hundred, I can't remember off the top of my head. And where I cross the mountains, it's about thirteen or a little over thirteen hundred feet above sea level. So that's quite a trek up mm-hmm. and then trek back down. And sometimes the trek down can be um can I, I I've get driven down the mountain a couple of times when it's been really slick and it's been a matter of Ooh, my underwear's up the crack of my ass. So I'm not so sure how soon I can get it out. <laughs> so. I just got a mental image that I didn't need then, Kevin. Hey, there you go, Mike. I, 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 I know the feeling, though. You know, when, when it gets stuck up there, it's not good. Oh, it, so, it, yeah, I'm... It sounds a like lot you're well-connected, though, which is cool. So you're not... You know, the last thing you'd want to do is sort of clear out the driveway and then head to work and then get there and it's like, ah, no one's here. i got to go all the way back home and waste half a day. No, I'll know well before I venture out on the road. Um, the other thing, too, is this, again, this time of year, as I was telling you, it's a, I think we were talking about this in the pre-show, it's a wet, heavy snow, mm-hmm. which higher moisture content because we're towards the end of winter. Uh, and it weighs probably almost twice as much as it would, you know, in the middle of winter when it's really cold. Um, uh, it's not a dusty, powdery snow. And people that are familiar with snow know what I'm talking about. So um, the thing we face with that, and then we're facing with high winds possibly, is we're looking at possible power outages. So tonight, my phone, both iPads, actually all three iPads that are in the house, uh, my, my Wi-Fi hotspot, my 3G hotspot are all getting a full charge of juice. Just in it, case. Because if I were disconnected from the internet, oh, that know. would not. 
it's shocking. You, you can't live without the internet these days. It's just... I'd probably strip naked and go running out in the snow. Oh, wait, I'll do that anyway. Okay, never mind. I'll... <laughs> we need pictures or it didn't happen. This time, we need pictures. Um, okay. <laughs> you asked for it. I don't, know if that's a, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing I just asked for there. He'll probably I, do it. You might even get some 1080p HD video. Oh, good God. Then we'll really know whether there's an 8 or a 12 inch. And, um... <laughs> oh dear. Kevin, you had a question for me. Let's change gears slightly. I don't know if it's an embarrassing question or whether it's well, not. But you had a question. Well, I'm going to precede the question with a statement. I also mentioned this to you. But you I, said they weren't related. They aren't related, but I'll forget if I don't do them together because I'm an old son of a bitch. Okay. So the first thing I must do is I must ask for your humble forgiveness. I did something wrong and you were right. Yeah, oh, me, me, I, I, woohoo, woohoo, I win, I win. Yes, 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 yes. And it, what was it? <laughs> See, he doesn't even know that for the first time in 40-some episodes now, he did something right. <laughs> hey, it had to happen sooner or later. It's the law of averages. Well, I was, you know, we were discussing, and the NAMP will be out by the time we uh, we talk about, by the time this show comes out. Yes, coming uh, out tonight. Well, by the time this show comes out, it'll be like last week. Okay, so I was, I'm on the episode of NAMP that's about to come out. Very kind, and thank you very kindly for having me back well, on the show. Thank you for joining. Uh, it's a great, it was great to, to be with He Who Shall Remain Nameless and Sam. They're both great people, and I enjoy working and podcasting with them. Um, but, you know, we had that mix-up about the time, mm -hmm. and you felt bad. You thought you'd made a boo-boo, and I said you made a real honey of a boo-boo. So <laughs> um, I started looking through the DM interchange we had when we were talking about that. And there were two tweets, two DMs. One of them said 7, and one said 6.30. And the 6.30 one stuck in my mind, but the 6.30 was when we were talking about GSE, and then you couldn't record GSE because you had a family emergency. So I had 6.30 for Sunday when it actually was 7. So I asked for your forgiveness. You were right. I was wrong. Woo! I win, I win, I win, I win! <laughs> no Harlem Shuffle chair you'll hurt yourself <laughs> <laughs> you're forgiven kevin and um, you, you know what I, i've got to say it's always a challenge um you know it was a great episode doing it last week we had some great rants i mean i listened back to it and you know when it's a great show because you're there and i'm actually walking home after dropping the kids at school yesterday morning finishing the edit on my iphone which is really awesome using uh the twisted wave app and I'm there, and I'm, I'm I'm listening to the arguments that we were having, and I'm wanting to yell at you guys and say, no, I'm, hold on a second, I want to add this in, and uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's such a great rant with all different sort of points of view that I think everyone listening to it is just going to love that episode. They're just going to say, hey, rants are back on Not Another Mac podcast, because it was just really cool. It was a great team up of people. And of course you podcast with me every week. Uh, Sam's now podcasting me, uh, podcasting with me with track talk every two weeks. And then, uh, he who shall remain nameless. 
you know, occasionally, occasionally, let's so f- lately, he invites me on uh, Pocket Size Podcast. So, um, you know, it's great to get people that you collaborate with a lot and, and podcast with a lot. Uh, but to think that I was right, wow. Oh, I feel so pleased. Truly amazing. Truly amazing. I don't think it'll happen again anytime soon, but we'll we'll see. There's always that chance. Indeed. All right, so now I have my question for you that I've been wanting to ask. Are you sitting down? Yes, but it doesn't matter what size it is. Okay, yes, it does, but we'll go on with that. <laughs> I'll email back. The, um... <laughs> See, you made me do that, and I didn't want to. (laughs) The question I had is the one I was going to ask you the other night on NAMP, and we didn't get to it. Do you remember what it is? No. Okay, that's all right. I didn't think you would. That's why I'm asking. See, see, now I've got to ask for your forgiveness, because I can't remember what we were talking about like half a week ago. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it's okay. That's all right. So the question I have is, will you be purchasing... Photoshop Touch for your iPhone. No. And you want to know why? Because it's not compatible on the iPhone 4. And this... (laughs) Sorry? That'll save me some money then. (laughs) You know what? It it absolutely sucks because it is a killer app. Uh, It makes my life of publishing articles so much easier. And... It honestly makes me contemplate saying, okay, now's the time. This is a a piece of software that I could use and use rather well. And it makes me really think, should I be moving up to the five by now and and sort of making that that technological jump so that I'm not left out? Um, You know, as you know, Kevin, I I use it on the iPad. Beautiful app. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Photoshop elements, but on iOS. And, you know, I just, I like the way that they've done it. And I haven't bought a version of Photoshop since 5.5. That that was basically when I, I stopped being a photographer and uh, and went and, you know, did other things that interest me. Um, so Photoshop 5.5 was the last one that I actually spent money on. I've been using other apps like Pixelmator and, uh, uh, oh, what is it, GIMP, uh, which ran in, in X11. Uh, yeah. Up until recently, now GIMP just runs natively on your Mac. And of course, GIMP you can get on Windows and Linux too. Because uh, it's open source, which is cool. But, you know, at the same time, it's it's a bit clunky. You know, it does the job. You get used to it, but it's not the best out there. Um, but to have Photoshop back again, I thought I'd never buy anything from Adobe again. Because, you know, Flash has problems and... Acrobat keeps popping up. Do you want update? And it's like, no, go away, go away. Um, but no, Photoshop on, on iOS is great. And you know what? This sort of brings me into, you know, another topic that I, I had for today is jailbreaking the iOS devices. And it's not jailbreaking so that I can install it. That would be interesting to see if you could get around that limitation somehow. Um, but my idea of jailbreaking is I'm going away on holidays next month. And I want to keep working because this is a family holiday. So it's with an uncle and aunt and the kids and Gretel myself are going, but my mother's also coming as well. Oh, oh dear. dear. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Um, 
you know, it's just one of those things. I want to have the opportunity to say, I have a show to record and go. I want to have the opportunity to say, I've got an article to write and go. And at the moment, I'm rocking an iPhone 4, an iPad mini, and an old 12-inch PowerBook. I feel so sorry for that PowerBook. Top of the range at the time, 1.5 gigahertz processor, uh, you know, two and a half grand worth, Australian. You know, that, that was the cost of the machine. And now it's completely useless. It, you know, even doing stuff on the web... For me to upload a podcast into Squarespace, which uh, is where Not Another Mac podcast is hosted, it just conks out on me. It just doesn't want to do the upload. It doesn't matter what browser I use. It just doesn't like it. And so I'm sort of contemplating. And Gretel said, hey, you can buy whatever you need. I just, you know, don't necessarily want to kill the budget. Um, But when I turn around and say, well, I need an iPhone 5 and a MacBook Air, she goes, no, you don't. (laughs) One thing, you know, and it's like, oh, bugger, I was thinking I could get them both. Um, You know, it's it's an interesting conundrum. It's a nice conundrum to be in because the iPhone 5 is cool and and so is the, the MacBook Airs. And I don't really know what to go with, Kevin. I'm sort of... I don't know. I mean, I can't go with this gimped setup that I've got. It just doesn't work. And I've been looking at jailbreaking all day because there's issues like recording Skype. I can't do that on iOS. Now, okay, I can get you and I can get everyone else I know who has recording capabilities onto one episode of Not Another Mac Podcast. You guys can record, share it to me in Dropbox, and then I can import it into Twisted Wave on iOS and then edit it. Well, I ran into a problem with that workflow today because... I tried to import uh, Tim Robertson, who's, uh, you know, uh, he began... Our fearless leader. Our fearless leader. He began uh, this show. Um, You know, he sent me audio feedback for Track Talk. And, you know, it was like a 43 megabyte file. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know what? After I drop the kids off to school, I'll listen to it on the way home, see how good it is. By the way, it's absolutely awesome. He goes through and he literally, his top three songs of each decade from 1950 onwards and what makes him think of that particular decade. And uh, really, really good. He was drunk at the time, which is weird for Tim because Tim doesn't really drink a lot. And uh, but he was drunk on on Bailey's Irish Cream Whiskey, and uh, <laughs> it was. I've edited. I've edited his portion. There's a couple of sections where I actually had to. Yeah, better chop this out. Better chop that one. Better close <laughs> this gap because the thought process was six seconds instead of three. No, no, Kevin, not six inches instead of three inches. Um, what <laughs> Speak are you for yourself? <laughs> Listen, as you know, in the cold. It changes. Um, um, I'm no, 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 not going to say it. Not going to go there. Anyway, be so, <laughs> anyway, so what I had to do is I had to come back home and I had to, you know, load up GarageBand. And I've got to do a little bit of an intro and outro to it anyway. Um, so that was cool. But I was thinking oh, I could do it all on iOS because my microphone can attach into the iPad and I can do it that way. And it's just... It was too clunky, it was too slow, Dropbox didn't want to download the whole file, and the problem is to import it into Twisted Wave, you've got to download all the audio. But for some reason, Dropbox wouldn't open the entire audio file. It would allow me to play it, but it wouldn't open the full 42 minutes or whatever it was. It just stopped, it didn't matter whether I did it on my iPhone or my iPad, whether it was on 3G or Wi-Fi, I tried both, and it just wouldn't work. 
So I'm sort of looking at that and it's like, okay, if I get other people to record for me, which I do anyway because that's the backup method we use, um, then I mightn't be able to even edit it. I might not be able to take that file, bring it down, and actually edit it on my devices. And I'm thinking, I'm really just leaning towards, okay, I've got to go MacBook Air with this. So, and look, you know, there is, I, I love, as, as you know, I absolutely adore my iMac. Um, you know, there's been talk around the house of getting something else for me and, and the kids and Gretel will take my iMac because, you know, we've got the old uh, PowerBook G4, we've got the old eMac, but they're all running G4 chips, you know, which haven't yeah. been supported in a couple of generations of the OS. They're not supported by third parties anymore uh, with third-party apps. Very few, anyway. And certainly, if, if you look at something like Squarespace, where I publish to, it's online. If you look at something like WordPress, again, it's online. And, and these online web development, web publishing engines just aren't supporting the old browsers and the old systems. It's a fact of life. It's, it's a shame, but at the same time, you can't live back there because the technology is radically changing all the time. It's, it's constantly evolving. And if you support all the way back to a G4 system, then you're going to be like Windows and, and how crippled that is because they've got to support right. all the way back. Um, to, you know, various versions. So, I, you know what, I'm leaning towards the MacBook Air. The, the big problem I've got at the moment is there hasn't been any good deals on the uh, refurb store. I don't know how it is in the US, but for the last two weeks since I've been contemplating this idea, no MacBook Airs in the 11-inch range. And I'm, I hate the 13-inch form factor. Ugh, I just I can't stand it. I don't know why. I love the 12-inch on the PowerBook because it was square. But the widescreen yeah. 13 inch, when I see it, I just, I want to go 15. But the 11, you go, <laughs> hey, li- listen, listen, we all want something a little bit bigger. <laughs> I, I'm blip, blip, not saying a word. I'm resisting. You, you know what? I was actually reading an article today, uh, Andy Narco, he, um, on Tech Hive or Tech Jive? Tech Hive. I think it's Tech Hive. It, it's that new one that, that, um, Jason Snell's involved in and, and so forth. I'm pretty sure that's the right website. Anyway, he's actually switched across after five years of using the iPhone. He switched across to the Samsung Galaxy 3 as his permanent uh, portable phone. And really? um Yeah. It's actually, I'll have to uh, put a link in the show notes and send you a link. It's actually an interesting article that he's writing and, you know, the sort of discussion that he goes through as to why he's changed. And one of the things that he, he says is just the, the biggest screen, both in, in height and width, is, is really appealing, that he can light up a book and, and see much more of the book on a single page. So if it's the choice between going and getting the iPad or any tablet device, uh, or you know if the phone's there, he's more than happy and comfortable to read on that device. And, you know, me being a follower of Andy Anarco, you know, I respect the guy. I think he's great. His writing's brilliant. You know, I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to go and, and check out some reviews on the Samsung uh, Galaxy phones because I know nothing about them. I've never even played with one. I just know that they exist. And <laughs> so, you know, I, I looked at some, you know, different YouTube videos and different reviews and different comparison things. And it's like, it's cool, but I can't see myself moving towards it. But I do agree that bigger screen is nice. You know, yeah, no, I have that I've, I've, I've got a girl that works with me 
that has I've been teasing her about it, but it is nice. And I cannot remember which galaxy it is, but I call it her phablet, you know, phone and tablet. So <laughs> I mean, and it's great for doing everything, but when she's talking on it, she has a fairly small hand and she's not a, a very large woman anyway. She puts up it like it does it, it does take up head. quite a bit. <laughs> covered a fair portion of her face, and uh, so it's interesting. But she's used to it and loves it, um, and, and it is a nice device. It's got a nice screen when she's doing certain things on it, and I, I can't say I completely disagree. But you were talking about the uh, the MacBook Air. I don't see any exceptional deals. There's a 64 gig, four gig of memory, 11 inch for 849 US. That's Which a, is, a nice price. That's a hundred and fifty off what yeah. it would be. Yeah. So and so. and the thing is, with the MacBook Air, because you know, just like the Retina MacBooks, you cannot upgrade the RAM. First thing you're going to want to do is make sure you have the extra RAM in there. So that's going to add an extra couple of hundred bucks. Um, and then you know, I don't know if Gretel will be so favourable with that idea. Plus, she'd make me go the sixty-four gig. Well. Okay, let me rephrase that. I would walk in and and grab one this afternoon if I said I'm happy with the 64 gig. If I won the 128 or higher, yeah, she wouldn't be so accommodating. She'd be like, oh, yeah, do you really need that much? Now, the cool thing, of course, you're the USB kin. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's got, you know, USB plugs and you can expand the the onboard storage and that via usb i think you can even expand it via sd uh as well um i'm not 100 percent sure but i think you now can i think previously you couldn't use an sd card as a storage device um but i think through one of the updates in the os that actually changed and you can so you know you could put an sd card in permanently because uh, my digital camera uses a um CF flush card, so it doesn't use the the SD card. I don't know if they call them CF flush. It's the it's the other model. The, compact the, flash is compact what you flash. hear. Yes, uh, so it uses that instead of SD. Um, and you know, I've got no interest in buying a new digital camera anytime soon. It, it does its job. It does it well when we need it, and we use it like three times a year. So you know, um, so you know, I could load it up with maybe a sixty-four gig. Um, you know, card there, and then get a sixty-four gig USB stick. I'd be rocking some some decent storage there without having to go up to the next tier and and have Gretel say, "Why are we spending an extra five hundred dollars?" Um, yeah. You know, admittedly, well, if I turn around and I say, "Okay, I'm replacing my iMac, and this is going to be my mainstream computer. This is it," then she'll let me go a bit further. She'll let me max it out. So, I mean, I've also got that option, but if it's just going to be another device, no, she'll she'll say, oh, just get the cheapest one. And, you know, I can't argue with hers or your logic there either. But I, you know, personal opinion, I, I you and I know how each of us work to some extent. I mean, granted, we haven't sat over and looked over each other's shoulder. Um, but I think you would be perfectly happy knowing your affinity and the way you work and your workflow, you would be perfectly happy with a MacBook here as your main computer and then get a, say, a 20 or 22 or maybe 24-inch, 23-inch, whatever you want to get, uh, external monitor 
And mm-hmm. I can, you know, because you don't, and I know this is going to sound like heresy to, to the uh, other Apple fans, Mac fans. I have two monitors here with me, and neither one of them's a Mac or Apple monitor, mm. and I'm pretty damn happy with them. And I don't have a. I mean, I paid eighty nine dollars for the one and ninety nine dollars for the other one because I caught it on sale. So if you had a MacBook Air with an external monitor of say we'll say twenty three inches, I could see you as in hog heaven is the saying we would use in my part of the world. Yeah. You know, you, you would just be absolutely tickled to death. And then Gretel and the kids would get your iMac to use for their computer. To me, it sounds like a win-win situation for the whole family. You know, finance finances, your decision, of course, but my opinion as, as your co-host and as your friend is I would think, that would do you a very good, uh, very good do is to do it that way. Yeah, the MacBook I, I Air. Agree. Yeah, I because then you would have. I mean, you still got your iPad Mini that you had, and you've got that portability that you so love. If you have the MacBook Air, and for those times, like you say, when you're going to travel, and you want that that traveling capability, you take that MacBook Air with you and go rocking it, and get get the eight gig. Maybe even get. Uh, I'm looking here. They they have an eight gig, uh, two fifty six storage, uh, in the refurb store, eleven inch for with a dual core i seven, for thirteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Right now, as we record, I look at this. That would be for what you tell me the way you work. That would probably do you just fine. Yeah, certainly until the OS is no longer supported on it. You know, I, because I'm not doing three D rendering and because I'm not doing video and so forth. You know, most I do is a couple of videos for YouTube or something. You don't need a lot of power for that. So what I'm doing, I I really wouldn't exceed it. The iOS would exceed the the requirements. Um, you know, and that's what I'm finding now. That's why I'm still quite happy, really happy. In in fact, with the two late 2009 iMac I've got, it's a beautiful system. Still works perfectly. Yeah, it's a little bit slow, and I I notice that sluggishness. Uh, especially when you come from iOS, you know, you, you sort of play with iOS and you, and it just sort of pops a little bit more. Um, whereas, you know, the spinning drive, you can tell it takes a little bit longer. Plus when you go to the Apple store, you play and you go, Ooh, wow, <laughs> that loads quickly. I don't have to wait for five bounces. It just opens. So, you, you know, if you, if you look at it, I, the other thing too is would it then limit my interest in the iPad mini? Because at the moment, when I don't have my iMac on, I've got my iMac, I, iPad mini on, and I'm actually using that as a work machine. So that that's another interesting way to look at. Now, I don't think of it as I'm going to get rid of it, because I won't. But I'm the type of person that can't stand having technology and not using it. It, it, <laughs> oh, it so irritates me. Mark Shepard using that Mac, Mac mini as a, a doorstop. It's like... The man's got more money than sense. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like, how can you not use that beautiful piece of machinery? It was manufactured and designed, and it's meant to be used. And oh, it just. I, you know, he's just—he probably would have opened it a month or so ago if it hadn't annoyed you. Yeah, yeah. He said he was going to open it in January or by the end of January, and he never did. And. You know what? Truth be told, he probably has opened it and just never said anything about it. So, uh, 
Yeah, Mate, you, Vicky. You, you, you might even know something that I don't with that laugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but My um, pretties. In, in, in all honesty, Kevin, I'm, I'm someone who is quite content with one device to do everything I need it to do kind of thing. So having devices around that um, don't get used, I I don't like that. I, I just feel it's a, a waste of technology. It's a waste of having it there. And ultimately, it was a waste of money buying it. So, and, you know, I've done that in the past where I've, you know, at one stage I had uh, three or four computers at a time, all running, all doing different things at a time. Now, admittedly, that was in the late 90s where you had to have different computers running to do something because they were so darn slow. Uh, but today, you don't need that anymore. You just need that one dedicated system. And uh, certainly when you mention monitors, uh, you know, the only advantage of going for the um, Apple Cinema Display, or whatever they're calling it now, I think they call it the Thunderbolt Display, is, Thunderbolt, that, yeah. is that you get the uh, extra USB ports when it's docked and it also charges your device. Not a big thing. I mean, look, you can put in a USB hub easily and you can put in the power adapter just as easily. It just, it just looks neat and tidy and sleek and stuff like that. But uh, when you're saving at least $1,000, I know which way I'd end up going. I'd, I'd go with, I wouldn't go with Adele. Uh, but but they make really good monitors. Well, they make this, they have the same panels as what Apple gets anyway. So, um, Well, the, the Dell that's over my shoulder back here that's hooked to the Mac Mini that I have, that thing's... I know it's got to be at least six, if not seven years old. I mean, it was when a 19-inch LCD monitor was considered a really big mm-hmm. monitor. And um, that Dell is amazing. And it, now I paid a lot for it back then. Um, and I've looked at Dell monitors, and that's what we use at work. And even the cheap end of the Dell monitors, because uh, I just got a new one on my desk, have a really, really nice picture on them. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was thinking that oh, how could I run a Mac on a Dell kind of thing? But I'm thinking about it wrong. And here's how: isn't it better to run a Mac on a Dell monitor and say, "Ha ha, I don't have a Dell attached to your monitor." Screw <laughs> you, Michael Dell. Screw you again. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, but you know, it's amazing how many people do use Dells as their secondary, or if they've got. Uh, don't have a primary display like with a Mac Mini. Use Dell's as their monitors because Dell does at least the, what we, from what what's available to us in this country. There's some nice panels. Hmm. Although and, I'm getting kind of partial to the HPs myself because this last one I bought's an HP and it is absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. and paper thin too. I mean this thing is just as thin as it can be. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, might, I, I, you know what? I might just have to do that. I, I think you've probably convinced me, and certainly I know a hundred and ten percent for sure. There's no um, tweaking needed. There's no let's work around this ten different ways to to get the job done. When I work in the Mac OS, I know it can be done. I know I can get the job done. When I work on the iPad, I can get the job done, but is it necessarily straightforward? And, you know, I, I really do use a lot of multitasking. I do really use a lot of two windows open at one time. And, okay, granted, on, on an 11-inch screen, you're really, you know, screwed for, for screen real estate. But 
I'm used to a 12 inch anyway with the power book. You know, I use that. <laughs> Kevin. I'm sorry. Mind, mind out of the gutter. What, me? Not me. Anyway, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're used to the you 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 prefer to have twelve inches as opposed to the 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 eleven. The, the, the 11. Yes. Okay. Yes. Boy. Oh. <laughs> uh, you, you 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 just that's a train wreck. That's that's an edit <laughs> point and a train wreck. And uh, how do we recover from that? I don't know. Well, I do. I know how we can recover from that. I have another solution for you to consider. Hmm. If you don't want to consider. The MacBook Air, for whatever reason, although I still think it's the way for you to go, I, I give you my wholehearted recommendation. If you want to drag Gretel onto Skype and, and let me do her, give her the sales pitch, I'm happy to do that. Sounds good. Um, and I don't think it'll take that much, honestly. But anyway, uh, how about you have that PowerBook G4? How about getting a current version of Linux and putting on the PowerBook G4? Brings it up to date, uses the existing hardware, and you've got a modern OS on it. That could work. I mean, there there are there are still PowerPC. Uh, there's not as many as there once was, but there are still PowerPC builds of uh, some flavors of Linux. I've been a while since I looked for any that were PowerPC based. Now, Kevin, I'm going to ask you a question. Because, uh, look, I, I know about Linux. I've used Unix at one stage back in the 90s. Uh, I used Red Hat Linux. That's how far back I go. But I haven't used it recently. And when I did use Linux, it was on, you know, x86 hardware. So it wasn't on G4 hardware, G3 uh, hardware, or 601s, 602s, etc. Could I actually have multiple partitions have one linux partition one mac partition yes you should be able to i i've never tried it on a uh g4 you know or a power power pc uh based system but yeah you should be able to and i'll tell you something else if you would look at the and i again i don't know if they have a distribution that works on power pc lubuntu which is based on ubuntu Lubuntu has a desktop that has a lot of the same metaphors and processes like Mac OS X. So, I mean, it has the, it has like a dot, a little dock down at the bottom of the screen. You know, it has the windows and all that. And it's a low horsepower required mm, uh, desktop interface. Yeah, because you could even put the, if they have a power PC version, you'd have to do a little research. I'm sure there's, People screaming at the uh, at their listening device right now, going yeah, 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 whatever. But the um, uh, you could even get if the latest version of Ubuntu, the the LTS, which is called Long Term Support, has you know if it'll run on a Power PC, you've got an OS that's guaranteed to be updated for three or five years. Mm. So that takes you out to twenty fifteen. Well, you know, you know, Kevin, that old power book, the battery lasts for like 10 minutes and then dies. <laughs> so oh, it doesn't, no. doesn't need it that long. But, uh, you know what, I like the idea just for the sake of it. I'm, I mean, this is why we're computer geeks and geeks in general, because we'll fiddle with something before we'll go and buy something new just to see if we can do it. 
Yes, that's exactly right. Um, and, and that leads me into something I was going to talk about. I have an old Dell laptop here. It's a Pentium class machine. I did manage to get Windows 7 running on it, and it runs fairly well. I, uh, Windows 7 Starter Edition. Yep. Um, so it runs. Then I am installing Wubi on top of it. Mm. Do you know what Wubi is? No. Wubi is the Windows installer for Linux. And what it does is it you install it and it creates a dual boot system automatically for you. Oh, that's sweet. So I've got this old Dell laptop. Um, if I end up stuck here at home, I was working on it over the weekend. I actually had to stop it before we recorded NAMP the other night because it was sucking down the new the uh, update. And uh, it wasn't – I get, apparently I wasn't hitting a very fast server, so it was taking forever. So I had to stop it. I had, it still said I had like an hour to go, and I'd been running for like four hours. Um, but that's no big deal. I can restart it. Uh, but that would give me a current operating system on this old Dell that will run for, you know, two, three years forward that I can update and keep running on a laptop that was manufactured in 2004. That's incredible, isn't it? Especially a PC laptop. I mean, you, you just look at PCs and you go, hey, that just isn't definitely isn't going to work. But... <sighs> I think I, you should research it. It might, you know, if nothing else, it would be. I'm doing this as a geek project. Yes. This is just a fun little geek project for me to do. In your case, you could have some benefit from it, some real world payback, workable benefits from it, on top of it being a fun geek project to do. That, that sounds kind of cool, and I'll suddenly look into it. You know, when you sort of look at this and you can get longevity out of your gear, it makes you wonder why. Linux isn't more popular and isn't more mainstream. Um, you know, because no one necessarily likes buying a new computer. You know, you, you well, okay, I shouldn't say no one because probably some people do, but then other people like me get attached to the, the stupid piece of metal <laughs> and glass <laughs> sitting on top of the, the, uh, the table. But, you know, it's just one of those things that, hey, if you could extend the life out of it, that make that would make me happy. Um, you know, now it's got to be functional though. That that's the other thing. You know, and I bet it will be more than functional because again, if I can make Windows Seven run on this Pentium class machine and I can get Lubuntu, and I had it running, but it had a problem, so I just said, "All oh, the heck with it. It's not worth sitting here troubleshooting, and I'll just reload." Um, it was more than functional for for most of what you do. Mm. I I think you'd be happy, and, and I have to say I took some. Uh, it got me interested in doing the thought of doing this again after watching a recent episode of what uh, Nightwise calls Sliders Academy. He's putting out videos on how to slide between OSs because you know he's pretty much uh, agnostic when it comes to yeah. OSs. He moves between them all, primarily Linux and and the Mac. I don't think he does a lot with Windows. Um, and if I'm wrong, nightwise, please feel free to correct me. Uh, but, uh, he does, he, he was talking about doing that and how to make a bootable key for your Ubuntu drive. So if you're over at somebody's house and want to use your thing, and matter of fact, I have taken one of my many, many thumb drives, and this is now a, uh, Ubuntu bootable drive that I can run full version of Linux right off my thumb drive. Um, this is a uh, eight that gig. Is, you know what? I'm actually wondering if I could do that with 
the laptop. So I've still got the Mac OS there, so I don't need to worry about partitioning. Not that I'm necessarily worried, but, you know, I've got different user accounts on there with different stuff in each user account, and I don't want to have to back it up before I partition the drive again. Um, so I'm sort of wondering whether or not you can sort of boot into a build of, of uh, Linux from the USB on an older system like that. I mean, I, I've got to yep. check and, and see. I'm sure it's got USB 2.0 ports. It'd have to be. It was the last of the PowerBook line. So it was yeah, 05. It should have, too. But uh, he inspired me, and then I was just recently, a couple days ago, catching up on some other old episodes of NAMP, and it was the one, and I'm not sure how long ago it was, with Jeff Gamet, uh, Guy Searle, and uh, Peter Upfold. And three Peter weeks. was talking three weeks ago. Okay, so I'm a little behind. That's uh, all right. at, at least you're closer than some people. That's true. Um, so I'm, I'm catching up on that and they were, you know, Peter was talking about Linux and all that too. I thought, you know, it's been a while since I've dabbled in Linux a lot other than in VMs. I said, let's go back and try to hit some bare metal with a version of Linux. So that inspired me to kick off my little geek project and could be a benefit to you too. It could be. And certainly, um, Peter did tell me which Linux build he was using and, and gave me recommendation as well which I did save. So everyone's sort of saying, hey, you know, go give this a try. I haven't tried it. You know, the last time I ran Linux was on a x86 machine. And uh, yeah, you know what? Why not? I think it would be, I think you'd be, you'd be well served by doing it. Who knows? I, I might have to come up with not another Linux podcast. Uh, not another Linux podcast. I don't so think be... there's that many though. So <laughs> Nope. You know, not you everything NAMP, has to be abbreviated. You could be NAMP and NALP. Yeah, but so you don't always have to round down, but you always have to round up. Oh, yes. <laughs> Two or, that's what I say. Oh, wait, what did I say? No. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think uh, I think you'd be well served. Awesome. Well, I'll give that a look, and uh, I've got a month to go, so who knows? Maybe if I can get it on by, say, this weekend and then get some playing time with it, then uh, I'll be comfortable with it. And that's all I need It's just comfortable. If I can just do my basic things without having to bug all my friends and give everyone I know user accounts, can you log into my site and do this? No, I don't want to bother people with that. I'm going on holidays. People shouldn't have to put up with my crap because I decide to go on holidays. That's unfair. No, I... I, I I definitely think you should give it a try. It'd be interesting for our listeners to hear how your uh, little project. Yeah, to comes hear off. any frustrations and uh, and hear how much I like it too. So, yeah, you know what? Yep. I might I might as well give that a try and and see how it goes, and I'll report back soon on it. Uh, now, before we finish up the show today, Kevin, you've got a couple of new TV shows that you've come across recently that you want to talk about. Oh yeah, I've. Uh... I'm a little late to the game on the one. I've heard people talk about it online, some of our fellow Twitter friends. But I have fell in love, and I'm up through the end of season two now, of a British, I guess it's a serial, uh, Downton Abbey. Have you seen Downton Abbey? I know that it's very popular in Australia, but it hasn't made it to my watch list yet. It's, uh, you know, what? there's so much good TV from everywhere. Uh, now that it's hard to really catch something great. You know, what I've been watching recently is Hell on Wheels. Absolutely love that show. Uh, But Downton Abbey is certainly 
on the list of got to see before I die, but haven't got around to it yet. So hopefully I don't die tomorrow. Yeah, you're, yeah, let's hope not either. Oh, the, uh, or otherwise, this will be a solo show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, solo mio. Oh, what a holy you are. Never mind. Anyway, I just assaulted our one Italian he, listener. He, here we go. <laughs> I, I thought that he was turning into Pavarotti here. Uh, uh, but anyway, it, it's great. I've gotten it. I've list, watched, listen, crap. I've watched the first two seasons uh, for free on Amazon Prime. God, I love my Amazon Prime account. Um, and it's really good because it's set in Edwardian or just post-Edwardian England. And it's it's a time period which I find fascinating anyway in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the season two, they're up to, what, 1920? They've just gotten into the year 1920. So I season three is not free on Amazon Prime, so I haven't felt like ponying up the... Uh, Dollar forty nine or nine ninety nine for the whole season, whatever it is. I can't remember. Maybe it's fourteen ninety nine for the entire season. I haven't done that yet. I'm gonna hold out just a little bit. And I know they just started filming, or they were supposed to start last month filming series four of Downton Abbey. So I've got something to look forward to. But anyway, that's that's one of my new faves. I've gotten all caught up through all the free stuff I could watch. Uh, now the other show will speak to a different side of my watching. This is another show on TLC. Uh-oh. And, and this show is called My Strange Addiction. Oh, actually, that sounds rather interesting. I, I like sort of... There's some... T- I, I've, look, I've got to admit, there's some TLC shows that aren't too bad. Yes. Honey Boo Boo. The, um... <laughs> Except for that one. Seriously. <laughs> Except well, for that the- one. Well, there's two new no ones. No expression on my face, Kevin. No, I see it. And it's amusing as hell. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, Well, there's another one coming out that's in that vein. It's called Myrtle, oh, Myrtle something. It's about this trailer park down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which is a place I used to vacation a whole lot. Um, it's interesting. I'll have to watch that. And there's the other one that's already on that's filmed not too far. We talked about this last yeah. week. It's filmed not too far from where I live, so... That one I just can't get over because those women are just bizarre people. Well, not just the women. Everybody that's on that show, they make Honey Boo Boo look almost normal. So, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, this is called My Strange Addiction. These are people that have bizarre addictions. Some of the ones I've watched was this one. This lady is addicted to licking her cat. She Man, that would be some hairball. She bathes her cat. Oh, wait, it gets better. And they showed her bathing her cat. You know, the tongue licking the cat's fur. Okay, Kevin, i got to ask, and this will please Mike McPeak. Cats have a tendency to sit against something like a lounge or something, leg goes straight up in the air, and they lick everything that they own. Does she uh, go and lick the the pie hole? They didn't didn't show her doing that. Well, you know why... Why cats and dogs do that, don't you? Uh, no. Like, because they can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you're pulling my leg. It's like so that they're clean, you know. And it's... But I mean, this lady even eats the cat hair that she licks off. It showed her putting little balls of cat hair in her mouth, chewing it up, and swallowing it. Man, I can't even stand. You know. <laughs> Gretel's hair's fallen out at different times, and 
You know, it's like you'll get a bit of hairball, you know, in the mornings and you'll wake up and you're ah, pulling it out of there and it's like, oh, yuck, how did that get there? And it's awful. How, how could someone have hair in their mouth and then eat it? That's weird. I know. Well, there's, uh, there was that one. There was the guy who loves his pool inflatable toys. Hey, hey, Kevin, this is a G-rated show. This, this is for the whole family. Oh, actually, no, hold on a sec. That's not another Mac podcast. This one, we can go and talk about sex toys. Woohoo! No, no, not sex toys. These are pool, the, the things you inflate and use in your pool. Well, or no, in yeah, it. but you, you could inflate a blow-up doll and put it in your pool and then ride her all day long. Man, I think I'd better edit that part out. <laughs> I now leave it in there. The, <laughs> but this guy has like six or eight of them or ten of them that he lives with and talks to and and all the, it, this weird. All right, there's that one. Then there's this lady that's addicted to getting butt injections to make her butt bigger. Good lord! There was a lady that was addicted all, to all having you have to her. Do is go down to McDonald's every day. Your butt will grow. Well, and, and yeah, true. And then there's this other lady that stings herself with bees. Ooh. I mean, these are just Why? some of the few. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. They're called my strange addiction. So, all right, Ke- Kevin, a, Kevin, do you have a strange addiction? Yeah, I do podcasting. Yeah, kind of me too. I, I mean, look, you know, I'll go around the house, and as you know, I turn stuff off, and I've got my obsessive compulsive ways where. I've got to check every single thing before I go to bed. But lots of people have that. But these things are just really, really weird. Yeah, they are. They're extremely strange. Uh, I'm OCD. To, you know, I'm obsessive compulsive with certain things. I, I uh, Every night I go out, I look at certain things. I do certain things. And one of my worst things is I close closet doors. It drives me crazy for a closet door to be left open. Oh, I know. I know. Even at any door, if it's the kitchen and, and Gretel's in the kitchen and I'm trying to cook or something, oh my God, if she leaves something open, I freak. It's like, close the damn door. And that, that's me being nice. And, you know, she'll leave the drawers half out and, oh, it, it just, it gets all over the place and it's just absolute, I can't stand it. They have to be shut. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of my, that's probably the strangest thing I do. I'm thinking, yeah. The strangest thing, that's the strangest thing I'll admit to anyway. So. <laughs> that's pretty strange. Yeah, but uh, it's it's an interesting show. I would encourage people to go check it out. They usually do an episode and have two of them. Then, then, then they admit to their family what they're doing and all that. And it's, it's strange. I mean, you know, I was like, why do you want to lick your cat? The licking the cat thing, I mean... I love my cat, but I'm not licking her. She can bathe herself. Yeah. Yeah, so I tried. You know, when I had a cat as a kid growing up, I used to share my breakfast with my cat. So I'd have the bowl of cereal and the cat would eat out one side and lick all the milk while I ate all the cornflakes and and Wheaties and so forth. So, you know, I'd, I'd say that, you know, I shared my life with the cat. But, you know, that's a little bit different than licking a cat's hair of course you know i didn't know whether the cat had just licked its ass like five minutes before but you know (laughs) nothing ever tasted you know crappy i guess (laughs) didn't have that didn't have it tastes like it had a little wang to it (laughs) no 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 uh no cocoa pops in there let's put it that way (laughs) 
No, no, no little puff, puff things in your cereal. <laughs> and on that note, I'm sure Mike McPeak is going to be really, really happy with us. And actually, you know what? We, we're going to have to get Mike back on the show sometime. Actually, the week that I'm away next month, how about uh, we don't do the show? Uh, I'll hand it across to Mike for that week, and you and Mike can do a show because uh, we do miss him across here. Yeah, that uh, maybe we'll try to do that. If he and I can work out a timetable where he and I can record, he's in his busy season. I've heard him talk about mm-hmm. that because his show is a little bit on hiatus. But uh, and then of course he's doing uh, sci-fi tech talk as well. So uh, if we can work out a timetable, that sounds like a plan to me. We've got a couple other people that have volunteered to host the show too. So we'll have to see. Sometime we're going to have to work all of them in, and uh, we appreciate the fact that so many people are willing to. Uh, to jump in absolutely and uh kevin do you think we've got anything ready for episode 100 it's not really episode 100 for us because we didn't start with episode one but i don't know you kind of want to celebrate 100 you, you know it's funny i'm coming up to 100 next week of geekiest show ever uh in a month's time i'll be 100 of not another mac podcast so you kind of they're they're adding up and it's kind of cool but it's like uh I don't know, should I do something for it? Should I... I don't know, what do you reckon? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what we would do special. I mean, we've only been doing the show for, what, 50-some-odd episodes. I mean, is is it just that we're so special that just being here and giving the audience a show is enough? You know, that may be truly... I know it's enough for a lot of people. Yeah. I know it's and, not all they can stand. You know, you know I, I think some other people who expect us to do something fancy might be just a little bit demanding. Maybe they've got that OCD demanding thing that when you get to 100, you should celebrate. I wonder if the I, Queen's going to send us a congratulatory message because she does that to... Well, okay. Of, of course, in America, you don't acknowledge the Queen as, as you know, being the, uh, the monarch. I do. I do. Uh, I well, do. Well, you, yeah, you know about it, but your country doesn't follow the monarchy uh, anymore. Um, <laughs> and we won't go into why. <laughs> and we, let, let's not take that band-aid off. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, out here, of course, when someone turns 100, they get a, a letter from the Queen congratulating them for getting to 100 and so forth. So that's kind of a nifty thing. It's something to aim for. Yeah, now... Um... You know, I think I know what we can do. Let's next week, for the 100th episode, let's give the listeners the show for free. 100% free. Of what? We already don't charge them. Oh. oh you I know, you know what? maybe it's going to be Mark and Kevin free. Now, I did ask Tim and David if they want to take on the show, and as I mentioned before, Tim said, no, it's your show now. Maybe we should just have an hour of... White silence. noise, just you know, yeah, the silence. It, but in but in our case, it would be more like brown noise. Yeah, but you know, if you threw in a bazinga periodically, then people would know that we were joking. No. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> I feel so deflated. You know what? I got no idea what we're doing for episode one hundred, but one thing's for sure: we'll talk we'll about be- butts. We'll talk about. Weird things that we do and have done in the last week. Weird things our family have done, our animals have done, and just geeky weird stuff shit. in general. I, you know, it shouldn't be the geekiest show ever. It should be the weirdest show ever. Don't give away the secret for our other show. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I thought it was, you know, coming out next week, so... Actually, you know what? Well, we better check and make sure no one else has that. Yeah, that might be a good thing to do. Because, yeah, you know, if we ever want to resign from this post, you know, we can just <laughs> hop across. I don't know. Are you more geeky than you are weird? That I know that we should be signing out now and saying sayonara and go and have a great day, great afternoon, great evening and have more fun than we're going to have. But are you more geeky or more weird than the normal person? And when I say normal person, think of your wife. Think of... You know, Gretel, for instance, think of someone who is walking down the street working at Walmart. You know, the normal person. Are you The norms. More, the norms. The rest of them. Uh, I would... are, you more, are you more geeky or more weird? I will say we'll go 70-30. I'd have to go about the same, too. I'm 70% geekier. Geeky and 30% weird. I'm strategically weird. So I might actually swap that and go 70-30 the other way. And I'd say I'm strategically weird because I do things in a certain way. Things have to be done at certain times. Uh, Step by step, you know, the whole works. I'm kind of a control freak, but I'm not a control freak. You? No, I would have never. My Aunt Fanny. Holy (laughs) crap, what a surprise. I am shocked. It, it comes across do, that much, does it? <laughs> please, do inform me of how this would be. I don't understand. Oh, be still. Oh, dear. Am I coming across? Holy shit, I knew that. <laughs> oh, I'm even further deflated. See what Kevin does to me, listeners? After this, I need to go and lay down and have a sleep. That's how much he deflates me. Um, maybe you got a hole in your valve. <laughs> and on that note, Kevin, where can the listeners find out more about you this week? Oh, God knows they'll want, if they'll want to. But anyway, you can always find me over on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash big in Virginia. That's B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Uh, you can also check me out on Google Plus at uh, forward slash Kevin Alder. And that's with two L's. Not like the tree. I'm not just a single L. And uh, you can also find me on the about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Fantastic. Well, see, I'm a green tree anyway. Get it? Green tree. Uh, there you go. Do you know how hard uh, it is? You're, uh, you're, yeah. <laughs> funny, funny. You're on the phone and you say the surname green tree and they're like brown tree, green. They just don't get it. It's, every time I have to spell my name to someone, it's like green tree look up in the sky at the tree anyway (laughs) to find the more normal part of me well i think it's normal head across to notanothermacpodcast.com and uh, you can follow me everywhere there this is the only place i promise you this is the only place that i go completely insane it's unscripted it's unplanned it's it's the real me how about that and uh we'd love to get your feedback If you can give some feedback in iTunes, that would be fantastic. It helps out the show. Uh, but please send us an email, gse at mymac.com. And also check out geekiestshowever.com uh, because what we do is we put the show notes in there. We'll have some links to anything interesting that we've spoken about. And we've also got contact details there. Well, thank you for listening and subscribing. Until next week and until episode 100, take care. 
And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Hey, Tim. Huh? Tim, we're going to do the show. Dude, I'm playing Boba Fett Pinball, man. But, Tim, it's time for us to record Tech Fan. Well, this is about... Oh, dang it. Oh, it went in the Sarlacc pit. I hate when that happens. Um, Tim, Tim, I know you like pinball, but we need to do our show. We need to talk about technology and and gadgets and even video games, even pinball. Oh, did you say something about pinball? Yeah, I did, but you weren't listening. Mm, I think I'm going to... Oh. Yeah. Uh, Tech fat. I think it's going to be a solo show. Go bubble fat. Oh. Huh? I'm sorry. I'll put this down. What? Let's record a show. It's the Tech Fan Podcast, right here on the Stoplight Network. <laughs>